Good morning, Boker Tov. Please help yourself to coffee and donuts. Thank you to our anonymous sponsor, Zecha Nishmas Alta Shlomo Ben Pinchas. Today's 10 minutes are also sponsored in honor of Shirley Gernon's birthday by her children, grandchildren. Happy birthday. Should live to may have Esrim Shana with tremendous nachas and simcha. We're on the 23rd paragraph. Mesilis Hashem, the Ramchal has been encouraging and helping and charting us towards a better version of ourselves. Going through each of these midos one by one, we don't have to perfect them in order to be able to continue to learn and grow and add on. And we are now on the midah of anava, of humility. Last week we read Moshe Rabbeinu was anav mikol adam, to be the humble, most humble of all people. To be humble does not think, mean to think less of ourselves. It means to think of ourselves less often. It doesn't mean to deny our skills, our talents, our brachas, the gifts that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us. It means to see them in a context, to realize they are on loan, not part of our permanent collection, and to us, to assume the awesome responsibility that we bear from them. We last left off that the way that we improve in Anava is two ways. Number one, Hergel. We have to create habits of living life of humility. Our demeanor, our posture, how we speak, how we listen to others. Are we arrogant? Is our ego inflated? Do we impose ourselves? Is it a power struggle? Or do we humbly and modestly simply blend in and fit in and listen to others and learn and grow from them. So number one is Hergel, to develop the right habits. And number two was his boneness, to be contemplative and thoughtful and to consider who we are and where we are relative to the world around us. And that was what Akavya ben Mahalal taught us in the mission of the third parak of Avos, Dame Ayin Bas, know where you come from, Itipa that we all come from a putrid drop, Ulana Toholech, and if you ever feel like getting arrogant, ego-driven, you think you're all that, you think you're accomplished or achieved, you think you're due honor and respect, just consider where we're all going. It's a matter of when we're all going into the ground to become worm food of tomorrow. It's pretty depressing, it's pretty sobering, but it's also pretty true. And when you consider that you can't take anything with you, you'll never see a U-Haul attached to a hearse. The tachrichen don't come with pockets. We can't take anything with us. All we can take are mitzvahs and maizim tovim. All we take with us is the impact and influence and the positive legacy that we leave, the good things. That's what we collect and that's what comes with us. So if you consider where we're all going, how could you ever get arrogant? And before whom we're going to have to give din v'cheshbon. What's the difference between din and cheshbon? before whom we are destined to give an accounting. Din is judgment, cheshbon is an accounting, before whom we're going to give din v'cheshbon. What's the difference between the two? The Groh, the Vilna Gon famously said, a fundamental difference. It's very powerful. It's very awe-inspiring. Din is when you made a mistake, you did the wrong thing. So you watched the wrong thing, you listened to the wrong thing, you went to the wrong place, you ate the wrong way, you didn't show up to davening, you forgot to make a bracha, you didn't bench from the bencher. Din is the accountability that we bear for the wrong thing that we did. What's cheshben, said the Gra? Cheshben is when you were doing the wrong thing, what right thing could you have been doing? For every moment you squandered, you wasted, every moment you indulged that Yetzirah to do the wrong thing, we're accountable not only for the wrong thing we did, but we're also accountable for the right thing that we couldn't, could have done that we didn't. There could have been a safe rope and you could have been learning Torah. You could have been making a phone call, checking in on someone doing chesed. You could have been volunteering and showing up and helping another. So not only is there a din 
that we have to pay for what we did wrong, there's the cheshbin of what we could have done right. And if a person thinks about where you come from, where you're going, if a person considers how mere mortal we are, how finite we are, how in some ways utterly pathetic we are, then you can't help but be humbled. When a person observes a lowly state of corporeality, when we think that we're mere mortals, so you're never going to grow arrogant. I think I said last time, and I don't mean to be graphic or, or crude, but if you've ever been somewhere and you needed a bathroom and there wasn't one easily accessible, you were stuck in traffic on a highway, you were on the airplane and the seatbelt sign was up, bottle that feeling of mortality, bottle that feeling of desperation and urgency, bottle that feeling how lowly and pathetic you think because you closed a business deal, you have a lot of people who follow you online, you're invited to give a speech somewhere, you think you're going to have an ego. Right now you'd give anything just to get to the bathroom on time. It's very humbling. Bottle that feeling. We tend to erase that feeling. We tend to focus on what we remember are the moments of pride. And we tend to erase and nullify the feelings of humility when it should be the exact opposite. It's analogous to a herdsman of pigs, a shepherd of pigs who rises to power. As long as you remember where you come from, you remember your humble beginnings, you remember where it all started, you remember your original state, then you'll stay humble and modest and you'll remember where you come from. Be humble and be modest and remember where you, where you come from in life and then your accomplishments and achievements, you could be proud of them and we should be proud of them. The Ran, the Drushas Aran is a famous insight. The Torah says, person has to be careful not to give in. Person shouldn't say, it's kochi, it's otsam yadi, it's my brilliance, my entrepreneurship, my insight, my hard work, my success. Person shouldn't say that. So what should you say then? You're not entitled to take pride? You, you, you had a great business idea. You worked hard and you put in the time and you labored and you had success, you're not entitled to be proud? So the Torah tells us, the, the Ran writes it in his drushes. Torah says, what you shouldn't say is kochi v'otsam yadi. What should we say? Don't deny that it's your koach. Don't deny that it's your strength, your effort, your initiative, your skill set. But realize it's on loan. It's not permanent. Realize he gave it to you and it could disappear any moment. So don't say, I'm not good. I'm not smart. I'm not talented. I'm not creative. I'm not artistic. I'm not athletic. That's foolish. That's ridiculous to say such things. And it's in denial of who you are. And in fact, it's rude to Hashem who gave it to you. What you should say is, Baruch Hashem, Hashem gave me this skill set. Right now I have it. I feel responsible with it. But He could take it away any moment. When you consider at the end of all of it, you're going back to the earth. And everyone equally goes back in the ground. We are worm food, literally. We're going to end up equally all in the ground. We're all mere mortals and finite, and we all have the same end. And when we consider that from the beginning, it humbles. 
It humbles. We read last week that Baloscha Aaron came, what does it say? Asa Kasher Tziva. What's the Pasak? Vayaskein Aaron. Shkoyach. I'm already on, uh, I'm already up to Shlach. Vayaskein Aaron. Aaron followed the command exactly the way that Moshe Rabbeinu told him. And Rashi says, Aaron's great was, was he didn't deviate. And we shared in the past year four or five interpretations Shiloshina. He didn't change. He brought the same vigor and enthusiasm and excitement for the mitzvah the thousandth time as he did the first time. Shiloshina, what does it mean he didn't change? Even though he's so busy, a lot of people say, I'm doing other noble things. Shiloshina, but he still brought the same mindfulness when he did the mitzvah. He was fully present at the mitzvah. He brought many interpretations. But among the most famous Shiloshina is Aaron didn't change. The same humble Aaron who was the young lad who watched his brother float in the river, Shiloshina, even though he rose to this position of distinction, even though he had this position of honor, even though he was awarded being the Kohen Gadol, he was the same Aaron. The same Aaron we knew as a kid is the same Aaron as an adult, and he has greater responsibility, and he's much more accomplished, but it never went to his head. It never went to his head. He stayed who he was. And the Ramchal is telling all of us, in whatever area or arena we operate, Whatever we accomplish or achieve in life, Shiloshina, stay the same person. Be that same person. Take what you do seriously. Don't take who you are too seriously. Take what you do seriously. Don't take yourself too seriously. Stay that same person. And you think, one day I'm going to appear before God. Infinite, omnipotent, perfect, all-knowing, all-access. Whatever wool I could pull over everyone else's eyes, whatever profile I've carefully curated that I've got others to believe about me, he knows the real deal. He sees, he's bochen klayos valev. He knows what's in my heart. He sees behind the scenes. He knows what's happening when no one else is around. He has access to your full browser history, no matter how much you may have tried to clear it. Kodesh Baruch Hu has access to, and you're going to appear before him. And he's going to see warts and pimples, blemishes and frailty, failures. Kodesh Baruch Hu has access to, you're going to really swell with pride. When you know that one day we appear before him, he presses play on the video of our life. There's no hiding. In this lifetime and in this world, we can edit it. It's called tshuva. But if you don't edit it, then when you get upstairs, he presses play and you have to sit right next to him while you watch the whole thing together. Every moment, every thought, every feeling, every desire, every fantasy, every indulgence, every moment that others saw and that you thought no one saw. Hayarim Rosh, when you consider that, you're really going to get arrogant. You're going to raise your head. You're really going to think you're a someone. So here are some thoughts Ramchal is giving us. Here are some points to consider every time you're tempted to grow arrogant. And these points that we consider will quickly humble us and bring us back to our humble beginnings where we are, where we should be. Living with the moon of 15 minutes. Tonight we're going behind the beam of Tzvi Gluck, founder and CEO of Amudim. Have a great day. Stay happy, healthy, and holy.